Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you again. As many of you know, I just came back from Egypt, and honestly, my time there was a blessing. And when I went there, I was asking God, and we were asking God as a family, what do you want to teach us? What do you want to show us? What do you want us to learn? What do you, like, we can't just go for sightseeing. You can't just be go and see the pyramids and ride the camel. It can't just be that. It's got to be something more. And uh, we did all those things, but in, we wanted we wanted to to understand, God, what is it that's here in the original place where the Church of Alexandria was formed by St. Mark that we can learn? For, for me personally, for our family, and for our church family, what is it that we can learn? And it was just a, a beautiful journey. I can't tell you all of it in one sermon, but I'm just going to touch on two or three things that I felt I learned personally that I want to share with you from my time in Egypt. And actually, it coincides with the gospel today, which is great. From Luke 1, this, you know, the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth having John the Baptist. This is like the fourth week of this month of Kek, which is a final Sunday, really before the Christmas. And there's a verse there that really kind of relates to what I want to say. And it's from, if you want to open your Bibles, it's on Luke chapter 1, verse 74 and 75. Luke 1, 74 and 75. And as you know, every Sunday we've been taking the journey of Christmas. You know, when the, the angel Gabriel came to... Zacharias and said you're going to have a baby and then later on it came to St. Mary and then so forth. So every week we've been taking this Christmas story and this Sunday was was beautiful about John the Baptist his birth and then next Saturday night which is the Christmas Eve we're going to see Christ's birth. But here in Luke 1 74 and 75 together it says we might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And I love that because that's exactly what I learned in different ways, that we'll serve Him, that we should serve Him in holiness, righteousness, all the days of our life. Later on, the same gospel talks about, you know, being a light to those who are in darkness. And that's what God has called us to be. That's what John the Baptist really was. That's what Christ was. And that's what we should be, a light in the darkness. But back to this verse that we might serve Him without fear. Serve Him without fear. Certainly, John the Baptist did that in his mission to, to reach and, and prepare the way for Christ. Christ did that, of course, and his disciples. But on this mission, I heard of some stories. I'm going to share some stories that I learned in Egypt. And I want you, and you probably know you, some of them, and some of them you may not know. But there was a man named Farahat Ibrahim. Let me tell you about this man. Farahat Ibrahim was minding his business in the church. He would serve in simple ways, you know, if somebody asked him to do something something huge, he would, you know, try to refuse it because he was a really humble man. And and this guy named Farahat Ibrahim, Abraham, so I love that. It was, we have a connection. But Farahat, one day one of the guys who was from the church living in the slum area, he came to Farahat and he said, Farahat, would you come and visit us in the slums? And, and it's, you know, people need to hear the word of God. They haven't heard the word of God. They don't know anything about the Bible. They don't know anything about the church. And Farahat knew the place was a place of drugs, alcohol, bad stuff. He's like, no, sorry, I can't come to, 
to help you in this one. He was kind of scared. And Fairhat was scared to go to this slum area. And by the way, the people in this slum area, they didn't know God. They didn't know the Bible. They were depressed. They were on drugs, narcotics. They were in alcohol. They were, they were like, the, it was the worst situation possible. And Farahat was asked by this man who lived there, come, help us, encourage us, spend time with us. So every time that he promised to come to this man who lived in the slum, Farahat decided last second, I can't go. It's just too hard. It's too, too much problems, too much. I don't even have time. So he would tell the guy, I'm coming to see you today. And then he would get on a different bus and go the opposite way. So one day, Farahat was, was there and the guy came and said, please, we're struggling over here in the slum area. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of people living in slum and dirty place and a place where the trash is. And I told you about this before. A place where the trash is. They were living in the worst possible place. And finally, Farahat went. And when he, what he saw moved him for the rest of his life. He saw people crying, depressed, broken. They have no idea who God is. And Farahat said, I'm going to come once a week just to help the people here, just to share the Bible with them. And he would go to where they were. He would go to the coffee shops and be with them. He would go to their homes. He would go to the streets. He would go everywhere just to share with them the Bible. And this place, by the way, just as a side note, was known to have a lot of diseases and infections and things like that. It wasn't easy. And by the way, people there were known to mug you and take your stuff. So he was afraid to go there, but he said, I'll, I'll give you once a week. The once a week for Farahat turned into twice a week. Turned into three days a week. Turned into like, I want to go four or five days a week. Little by little, things started to change in this slum-infested place. To the point where the people there asked him, can we open a church here? Can you be our priest? And he said, no, of course not. We're not going to do that. I'm just coming to help you and encourage you. Little by little, the thousands of people reached about 75, 100,000 people who were living in this slum area, wanted him to become their priest. And they begged even the Pope and everyone. And so... In 1978, I'm telling you a story from a long time ago, Abuna Saman, Father Simon, was ordained a priest of the Makutta Mountain. Abuna Saman is one of the most famous people, not the original Saint Simon who moved the mountain of Makutta. He was named after him. But Abuna Saman, if you don't know him, his name was Farahat for a while. He was a priest. His name is Abuna Saman or Father Simon. Ended up being the priest in the area from 1978 until you know when he died? He passed away this year. He just passed away two months ago, three months ago. And he revolutionized the mountain of Makattam, where it became a place of pilgrimage, which we went to to see thousands and thousands of people living in trash, living in slums. But if you look at it now, it's much better. He worked on social programs, he worked on people knowing who God is, and everything. He re this man did so many things, but he did it in a simple way. He just took the courage to say, I'm gonna visit you. Just the courage to say, I'm going to encourage you. He wasn't some kind of like, he, wasn't, he was a simple man who decided, like our verse says, what's our verse in Luke chapter 1? To serve him without fear. And I feel like John the Baptist was like that. I feel, of course, Christ, the disciples and apostles are like that. But Father Simon, a Buddhist man of the Makutta Mountain, was like that. He was a simple man who ran away from a chance to help people. And to, he didn't want to, because it was dangerous. But at the end, he did it 
And if you look up his story, you'll realize, I'm just telling you the summary of it. And when people were telling me, I was like so amazed um, that the place is revolutionized and transformed just by this one man who decided not to have fear. So Father Saman, we ask for his prayers. That was one big treasure that we got to see and hear about his story. There was another one, you guys might know him as well. There was a bishop named Bishop Abram, Amba Abram of Fayum. We got a blessing to go to Amba Abram, his monastery in Fayum. It's a far distance from Cairo, but it was still a beautiful, beautiful chance. And I love his story. Let me tell you really quick his story. And talk about no fear. The whole goal of today, I just want to say, don't have any fear, right? And the fear is like Abuna Simon or Abuna Saman had no fear to go there. Eventually, at the beginning, he was scared, but he went and he did some great things. But Amba Abram was a little bit different. He was the kind of person in the diocese that if he had any money, any clothes, any food, he would give it to who? You guys know the story. He would give it to the poor. And people got so upset with him that even like the place was cold one night and people came and said, can I have, can I, we need a blanket. There was no blankets to be given. He would, t- he would tell his servant, go and like his disciple, go and get my blanket from my room and give it to this this person who needs it. And people are like, no, no, no. You, you don't have, if you give him your blanket, you're not going to have a blanket. And it's freezing. He said, no, no, go give them. Anytime he had, they would, you know, the bishops, they get the best food, whatever. You know what he would do when he had the best food? He wouldn't eat it. He would take the best food, go downstairs, go to the people and give it out to them. He would come up and eat some vegetables and small things. And he was just like a simple man. And then it really came down to this. He was given a lot of money and trusting a lot of money. And guess what he used most of the money of the diocese for? For the poor. Programs for the poor. Those who were in need. He had courage to really be different. And when that verse might serve him without fear. I think that, that's Amba Brahma Fayum. He would give everything to his last breath. To those who are in great, 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 great poverty. The last lesson that I learned really. And there was not, not the only one I learned. But the last lesson I'll share with you is. There's a place in Egypt called Minya. You know that place? Minya? I love Minya. This is a beautiful place. Let me tell you about this. This is where we went to serve um, 18,000 people. It was a Christmas time celebration. They give them clothes for Christmas. They would get shoes, underwear, shirt, and pants. And 18,000. So we had a chance to be part of that to serve um, serve them. But the part I want to tell you is that was be- what the beauty was the servants of the churches who went on trains early in the morning at 5 in the morning to get to another place called Minya, from Cairo to Minya, and to go and serve people who are really, really, really in great need. By the way, when we talk about great need, it's like great, 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 great need. I'll explain in a second. But the thing I want to tell you is, I loved seeing these 200 servants from all over coming together and going and serving the poor in Minya. And the people's reaction when they received those gifts. And even after we gave out those Christmas gifts, you know what we did next? We went to visit people in their houses. And I'm watching the servants of Minya, the servants who serve the area. And I'm watching how amazing they are. And I was thinking to myself, these are living saints. I told you about a saint of Father Simon, or one is a man, saint. Talked about Emma Brown. We know he's a saint. But I was looking at it, I said, wait a minute. I don't want to come and share with the congregation of saints from before, even though they were recent, by the way. The saints just right now, today. And some of the stuff that they would, they would do, Every single day, they would go visit the poor. And when I'm talking about poor, like the houses, let me explain the houses. You would go into the house, and there would be no roof. They were living in a place with no roof. 
And when you see where they sleep, there's no beds, no bathroom. And I'm like, do people still live like this? And they do. But the servants, everybody would come in, would share the Bible with them, and would say, what do you need for Christmas? And I want you to hear what the answer was. We went to one house, and they said, what do you receive? What do you want for Christmas? We're going to give you one Christmas gift, like to do something for your house. They give you a roof, to give you a, an oven. They didn't have an oven. They didn't have anything. You know what the answer was from the people? There was one person who said, when they asked, what do you want for Christmas? And they said, genuinely, genuinely, their answer was this, this one lady. She said, I received the best gift that you came to visit me today. And I was thinking to myself, what did she just say? Because maybe my Arabic is very bad, right? So I'm trying to understand what she just said. Because for me, if I didn't have a bed, and I didn't have, if I didn't have stuff, I didn't have a roof. If someone said to me and said to you, what do you want for Christmas? And you don't have a roof. I'm like looking up, you know, it'd be, just give me that or, you know, an oven, a, a bed. They said, the best gift is you came to visit me today. And I was thinking to myself, these are the saints. Yes, Abuna Saman is a saint, Emba Brahm is a saint. The servants who serve them are saints. And those people who are there, truly, they are saints. And I, I just felt like I was walking among living saints. And there was another story, another family going through hard times. And they were asking, and they were talking about, how are you dealing with all of your situations and your problems? How are you managing in your problems? How are you managing to face? How are you managing? With, and, and they were sharing stories that if you listen to them, you're going to start crying. And you know when she said, how are you dealing with your problems? You know what she said, this lady? She said, if Jesus is in the problem, there is no problem. And I was like, what? She said, if Jesus is in the problem, there is no problem. And she's not us preaching to her. Not us encouraging her. She was encouraging us. And it's so true. So, why is all this point of the day? I felt like that verse from the gospel might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness. I believe that sainthood is not far from us. We're seeing living saints in Abuna Saman, Amba Brahm, the servants of, uh, of Minya, even the people that were being served in Minya. Sainthood is something simple. Here's what I kind of concluded. Simple, do something simple in simple way for someone else. And don't be afraid. Don't, we can't say we're busy. We can't say, I'm, I, we can't make any more excuses. Because to be honest with you, I'm just going to be honest with you today as we conclude the sermon today. I've saw saints there, but I left thinking one thing. There's saints right here in my church, right here. And there's saints in Egypt. And people will say, yeah, Egypt is uh, historical and has ancient. There's living saints today. It's you and me. We're called to be the same. We're called to serve Him without fear in holiness. And to be honest, I think America needs some saints. I think America needs people who are going to live in a holy way, a simple way, a way for others. So what I would say is, in conclusion, saints are still among us. You and I are called to be like that. I can't believe that there's just someone in, in Minya. I can't believe it's just someone in, in, in Fayum or on the mountain. I believe it's right here in front of us. I think we should pray today in liturgy to God. I want to be a hope for somebody else. I want to be a light for somebody else. The gospel says be a light in a dark place. Well, I can tell you outside it's kind of dark. And I think God is looking for people to be lights. 
I think God is looking for people without fear to serve Him. And I think those people are you and those people are me. It was a great journey. And I just feel like I don't want to be afraid to take a step while I'm here. Because here, you feel like, I can't say that. can't do that. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. And the freedom that I had in Zambia to preach to the, all of Zambia, I feel like I've been limited. I feel like we're limited in this country. But I was thinking to myself, it's got to be a light to those dark. I just got to encourage someone who really needs it. Without fear, let's serve them like the gospel says today. Like these living saints around us that I share with you today. Saints are still alive among us. You and I are those. Let's pray today in front of the altar of God. Say, God, what do you want to do with me? God, I am scared. I am busy. I am whatever. Help me to serve you without fear in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. Glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.